Welcome back to the Weak Desires Podcast. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with Desiree Duff that I posted last week. So go check that out before listening to this one. And let me know if I should split up these longer episodes like this or not. I appreciate any and all feedback. Anyway, without further ado, here's the rest of my conversation with Desiree. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of time at this point, right? I mean, uh, some people talk about being more shutdowns or, or whatnot, but... Mm-hmm. Only we'll see, we'll see how the how next year yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah, right. Only, only time will tell, and we mm-hmm. just have to. I don't know. Like honestly, we just have to remain calm, <laughs> and um, I think that music is like such a good healer. Um, and it's something that brings like a lot of people together and um and so if i mean we do go into another lockdown then i think a lot of even more beautiful creations will emerge from that and more you know collaborations and more people will get in touch with like what their true passions are and what they actually want to do in life. And, um, it's, yeah, it's a very like therapeutic thing. Um, music that is, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and really like brings people together and, really tough times and also like is a just a great songwriting and or listening to music singing along with music playing music is and listening to those songs that really like touch your heart and make you feel something and like you know make other people around the world feel something and so you feel that like sense of connection with just other people in the human race I don't know it's something very special especially in these just like ridiculous times and um you know lots of long stretches of isolation you know Mm -hmm. so that's something to be thankful for I think um have you been I know you've been like working pretty much throughout COVID, but like, have you been, and you've been doing your podcast, which is awesome. Um, because that sounds like, you know, a creative project that you wouldn't have had time for. Yeah. A l- not so much in the last latter half of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, let's see. Gosh, it feels like this year has just been, longer than a year because I can't yes. remember what exactly I was working on right. the beginning of this year. Um I knew I was reading a lot, but that's great. Um I don't think I have been um I mean I have all these ideas and uh, uh no during February I did write a couple things uh because I heard of this thing called February 
album writing month or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so I I did all these. I had a, these. Uh, it was basically like try to write. It's like thirteen or fourteen songs in the, the month of February, which oh wow, I, I didn't ambitious. get to do. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I think the point yeah. is just to like set that goal and then see how far you can get in it, right? Yeah, that's because cool. there's some other people that have done that and they only end up with like maybe five or six. Yeah, um, which is, so, I mean, it's still impressive, and you know, yeah. the span of a month—that's really impressive. Yeah, so I did. Um, I think I had song titles for everything. I just never finished all of them, but there was a good. Mm-hmm at least three that I had I had done one is on um my Instagram page I have a separate account for like more acoustic stuff cool uh, which looking back I'm not like why did I do that if I just do music on my main page anyway <laughs> <laughs> um but it's on there um I'm having I can't remember exactly what's called right now um the better side of me there it is yeah okay it was like the second song in a row uh, so I did a bit of that. Um, I've had some other ideas here and there that I haven't had quite, uh, I haven't made quite the time, I should say. I haven't made time to do that. Um, no, I completely understand. I was at my parents' house for almost six months. And like every day I was like, oh, you know what I should do for my acting career? I should um, record like a voiceover demo reel because, you know, everybody's doing voiceover now because of the pandemic. You can like record from home and voiceover makes good money. Um, I should record a voiceover demo reel in my dad's home studio. And like, (laughs) I said that every day. I was like, dad, like we gotta, and he was the one like (laughs) pushing me to be like, does like do you want to do it today and I would be like yeah maybe like in an hour and then I would take a nap or you know whatever because mm. this summer every day just like felt like the same and like blended into the other you know mm. it was a very lazy summer um so I and then I ended up not doing it and I still am like, oh, I should do it next, like when I'm done for Christmas, <laughs> you know. So um, I feel you on that, but yeah, that that could be a cool thing to revisit. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I definitely have some ideas in mind. It's just um, once I get back home, I'm gonna just grind out some riffs, and I mean, I have, I, I do have some demos that I have had since like. 2018 uh i can share mm-hmm. those with you as well cool the, those definitely more on the oh there's some acoustic stuff in there but there's some definitely some on the uh, heavier side as well yeah That's uh, awesome. do you do you um do you like screamo scream <laughs> yes I, I i have experimented with uh that's so cool I, there was, I can't do it there was um I think this was the summer after I graduated college. There's there was this um, company called Music Mentors. Uh, this guy who was a drummer of a band. That I, I think followed. I remember that. Yeah. So he, um, one of the in the, the vocalists of said band, uh, Bank of Four Today, uh, they disbanded back in like, uh, I want to say twenty, was it twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen or something like that? Because their last album was like in twenty fifteen. Okay. Uh, but the lead vocalist of that band uh, did a like a webinar on how to do all that kind of stuff. That's when I first started like 
seriously started trying to do that without like actually like hurting my voice (laughs) yeah it it must take a lot to like learn the proper technique to be able to like sustain that right because he he, uh the way he described it was was really interesting about how to like it's kind of like a certain placement in your voice that you can do it without it hurting your voice and then also just naturally like your voice has to adjust to that harsh because it's like you're um i don't know much about the anatomy of like the voice but it's Mm -hmm. it's, but the the um your vocal folds i think are like it's like a it's like a it's like a vocal fry like yeah exactly uh, but like exaggerated yeah so it's more of a um i mean you're like it's very similar to singing and how you use your like how you're supposed to use your diaphragm right mm-hmm. you don't want it solely from your throat otherwise that's okay. where you get that's where it hurts a lot yeah. yeah 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 so it's more of just like um i'm, I'm not going to demonstrate <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's more of like Sing you know, you're having that vocal fry. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um of just having that like you said vocal fry into like more of like a um almost like a like forced out almost like a forced out sigh if you will like uh, you know ah that's a good that's a good example yeah a way of describing that because there's there's i think there's like two ways that people go about it which is that what they call like fry screaming or um what's the other one called like pit there's like you know how uh people have that harsh singing and that they're able to like sing really high but also make it seem like very shouty and all that mm-hmm. um like a lot of if you think of uh i don't know if you heard of a lot of like pantera's music but phil and samo the way mm-hmm. he sings and scream or screams is very like uh it's very interesting the way he doesn't like actually i mean i, I don't know how if he end up like hurting his voice or not but the way he he does vocals is very very interesting to a point where it's like he's not singing some of the notes some of the things that he's like putting out isn't like a a distinguished note but there is some like i don't know how to describe it you know like there's like definitely not shrieking per se but more of like a some things will be pitched and some like just like a a certain um Okay. indefinite tone i guess is the word i'm looking for okay and it's pantera yeah pantera okay it's old yeah they're old um well not say old but they're um it's from, oh, I think they, established yeah like i mean they're not around anymore uh okay but because i think they started in like the late 80s i want to say uh, oh, they, wow, started, okay. they, they started more as like a glam metal band uh, oh interesting, interesting enough into more of like a um i think new metal would be too early of a term there but more like you know just like straight up metal you know um i mean if you've heard like um the song walk is a very popular song by them okay you might might have heard of it or cowboys from hell or something like that okay um yeah i'll go on my spotify and check them out and see if i recognize anything yeah but but his like how he does vocals is very different to like the scene music or that was very very much fry vocals you know and people were like um i think a lot of people weren't 
I mean, it was like it's something they were learning, right? So, so maybe their vocals weren't like good in terms of like vocal placement and how they were. Yeah, boys. definitely. Uh, um, you've heard you've heard of Advanced Sevenfold, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lead vocals for for that band, he he actually ended up like hurting his voice up a lot because oh, of that, no. so, which is why he made why he. I think he only sings now. Like okay, at, at the, in the very early years, it was mainly like him screaming and singing. Yeah, I feel like really singing. I feel like I remember hearing about him having to get surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and who else? There's like another like prominent singer who had <laughs> to get. Uh, I think the I don't know his name, but the vocalist of Bullet for My Valentine, I think he had to okay. have vocal surgery too. Okay. Man, I would be devastated if like anything like that ever happened to me. Yeah. I would uh I could not imagine just like man, that would just tear my heart in two. Right. Yeah. And uh speaking of, there's actually some female vocalist that uh can scream really well too i'll have to show you really? those bands yeah um this is one band that i've been following uh for quite a bit their uh name is spirit box uh they were the the vocalists and guitarists they're married uh they're oh, for, cool. formerly in a band called i wrestled a bear once which is also one of those like scene metalcore bands back in the okay yeah i feel 20. like yeah i feel like i remember remember them that name sounds super familiar yeah but she's crazy good at vocals okay um and i had the uh i was actually in a webinar with them to learn their process because they're they're much very much a diy band yeah that's Um, awesome so they um yeah that's so uh, cool you don't hear much of like of like girls you know yeah I i don't think it was a much of a um well-established thing until like maybe mm-hmm. a couple years ago because yeah uh, i can't remember there's another girl that uh I, i'm forgetting her name right now but that she, she was like the first female vocalist i saw do something like that and then or later on i found another band is, is called red hand denial their vocalist uh lauren she i can't remember if she started screaming or singing first but mm-hmm. uh, when she was introduced to the band that's when she started doing one or the other i can't remember uh, but I've actually had like vocal lessons with her and uh, like a That's so awesome. audio production lesson because she does like you know with pay, you know like Patreon works and a lot. Yeah, like I'm gonna go out and like learn these things. So that's so cool. Definitely, yeah, for sure. Take advantage of that, like 100. percent That's awesome. And you know what's so interesting is even in um, like musical theater, a lot of um, contemporary musical theater is like shifting I mean not like screamo but like it's right. shifting, yeah it's shifting into like a more um like rock and roll raspy sound almost mm-hmm. like they made a musical called Jagged Little Pill and I'm thinking of like other musicals like Mean Girls a musical um they have Janice who is you know more of like that alternative character her her voice is very they're writing a lot of musicals that um for characters like with that like type of edge and like rasp to their voice a little Mm -hmm. more like 
rock and roll um then yeah than like traditional classical musical theater styles which is really interesting um because in my voice lessons my um my voice teacher is actually um trained in a still what we learned in college oh right yeah so that was great that was like a big reason why I chose this vocal school that I go to mm-hmm. uh, but he's always like telling me he'll like give me like songs to sing and he'll always be like telling me like like it doesn't have to be so pretty does it right like stop like you don't <laughs> you don't have to like try and sing it pretty <laughs> is that what Wiles told you too or no <laughs> um yeah because you know what Dr. Wilde, he, um, cause he is doctor now. He was, he was Mr. Wilde's when right, right. we were taught by him, but he's doctor now. Um, he gave me such a wide variety of music. So like I would be singing like an Italian opera in the beginning of my voice lesson. And then at the end of my voice lesson, I was singing um, like Wicked Defying gravity, like belting. <laughs> and then in the middle of my voice lesson, I was singing like like a folk song. Like, you know, he really pushed he pushed me so much. Like, I mean, I think all of his students, but Right, um, yeah. I think I did multiple genres myself. Yeah. Um I mean, we we did suddenly see more. Yes. I remember did. that. <laughs> you were so good at that. Oh, thanks. That was that was honestly perfect. That was, it was so like fun. It was, it was like a, a dream come true because I I wa- had wanted to be Seymour so bad in my uh, high school musical. It was my oh. senior year, but I didn't get the part. Oh, stupid casting. Um, no, that was awesome. Good. I'm glad that like you got to like live out your your high school musical dreams. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um. Yeah, I would still love to play that role, play Audrey. So much fun. But um, but yeah, because Mr. Wilde is just, he really, um, really like highlighted and focused on all of us learning how to be as versatile in our vocals as possible, which I'm so appreciative of. Um, it was almost like a science, you know, or like a math equation, really, because it is a science of it's, you know, mm-hmm. biology, but um, an anatomy, but it was like a math equation, like, okay, so if I place my tongue this way, and then I place my larynx this way, and I breathe this way, then that's going to equal this sound, you know, that's going to equal that this specific vocal type that is perfect for this genre of music and it was just so interesting just like you know the levels of twang what sounded like really like too much twang or whatever yeah (laughs) you know would be like perfect for you know classic old school country music and then very little twang is good for like super operatic sounds and yeah I learned so so much from um the classes that 
Dr. Wilds taught a Montreat. I will like always be grateful for that. And I'm super grateful that I was able to find a vocal school in New York because as the, you know, like there's not a lot of people that are trained and like certified to teach a still. Mm. So I'm even in New York, there's only like four people. And so, yeah. And so Mm. I was like super grateful to find a vocal school that, um, where I can continue that to learn that technique. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't done any like, uh, I mean, I've obviously looked through stuff on like YouTube or something like that. There's, this is one, uh, really good vocalist. His name is also Chris, Chris Lipe. And he, uh, he does more of like, he does all sorts of vocals, but he does focus it a bit on like aggressive vocals too. Like he'll mm-hmm. kind of commentate on certain um, vocalists and how they're able to, you know, not not like copy that, but kind of he talks about like how they're able to do something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of singing, I mean, is imitation really, mm-hmm. you know? We listen to the music that we like or like you know we hear what's popular and what other singers and you know artists that we're drawn to sound like and we want to imitate that in some way shape or form so yeah so I mean copying's not like a bad a bad thing, I don't think. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I meant in a way of like, you're basically trying to mimic it like verbatim, you know, like to a point where yeah, it's not like yeah, your yeah, own. Yeah. Like you yeah. want, definitely want to copy it in a way of like um, understanding how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I would say no voice really sounds the same. I think the only two voices that I've heard sound like very, very similar are uh, Robert Plant and the the vocalist of uh, Greta Van Fleet. I don't know if you've, have you heard their music? I love Greta Van Fleet, but I, I don't do know. Too. I don't know Robert Plant. Uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh. <laughs> yes, you're right though. You're right. That's so funny actually, because when I showed my dad a few months ago, I showed my dad Greta Van Fleet and I'm so dumb. Yeah. And he, he was like, what this is unreal it sounds just like led zeppelin yeah that's yeah. what i said he i mean it's them. it's uncanny how similar they sound and he's like because it's like the, the band's like a group of brothers right so they're in like i think they're o- really and old they're in like young too late right? 20s i think okay i thought they were uh, younger mid, than that mid mid to late 20s i think okay I, uh, I mean they haven't really put out anything else i mean i think they had a single off this year but m- most of their like musical stuff has been like around 2017 2018 i think uh-huh. i was just talking about this to my dad the other day and i was like uh we we end up watching school of rock again oh my gosh like, one of my classic. favorite movies so good so good so good so quotable uh-huh yeah i was like having to refrain myself for just like mimicking jack black on the, i know all this stuff. <laughs> that was like I, honestly probably his best role I, I I think it's actually his fa- like his 
what he call, recalls as his favorite. Like he, his favorite? I watched, yeah, yeah I, he watched. I, I watched a video on um, him going over his like his film history of like what he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he said that was like his best work or something. He remembers as yeah. his favorite. So yeah, um, I, I mean, I completely understand why he would think that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I, I even went back and like after we watched the movie, I was like. Yeah, like I bet I could figure out how to play this stuff on guitar too, because there's that that intro song they I, they wrote a couple songs for the movie, I, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, uh, under that band name, the um, No Vacancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so those two songs, I was like, I bet I can learn how to. So I like learned, looked it up, and yeah. And what's funny is um, the lead singer of the band in the movie um is adam pascal wait no is oh my gosh what is his name um uh, he he he's been on broadway he played roger in rent oh my gosh i'm gonna look this up because I, uh, i'm i'm not familiar so um but just like the tie-in from like um broadway and rock and roll uh okay this is gonna bug me yes it was adam pascal yes i got it right yeah so he played the he played the lead singer of that of no vacancy in school okay yeah that name sounds really familiar Mm -hmm. he said Uh, he was in rent he was in rent he he was um on broadway and in the movie um what else has he been in yeah i probably heard um, there was a there was one song uh that a buddy of mine were trying to was, what's that one duet that two guys are singing um i'd have to look up the track list um, yeah but he, might, just, he might be one of those characters in it i can't i don't know i just always sing um Rock got no reason. Rock got no rhyme. You oh, better listen. get me to school on time. <laughs> it's a great movie. Fantastic movie. My, still my favorite to this day. Yeah. Honestly. Agreed. I think a lot of my favorite movies are actually not musicals per se, but movies about music. Mm-hmm. Like School of Rock. Um and um oh what's that other one it has um Kira Knightley and um Mark Ruffalo in it um I'm gonna have to look it up again wow you can tell that I only got three hours of sleep last night and (laughs) I was on the road for Uh, no no worries no worries um, gosh I was on the road for like 14 hours it was really intense uh, did you see the movie rockstar with uh mark Wahlberg and jennifer aniston no when did that come out that was um so i don't i randomly thought of this movie uh, a couple days ago and, and end up watching it on amazon prime uh i think that came out in the early 2000s okay and i'm gonna have it's, to watch that yeah it's it's based on it's it's loosely based on the story of judas priest how um uh robert halford left the band uh, for a bit and so they had someone replace him as their singer mm-hmm. 
uh, so this, I'm assuming fictional band, um, has like a similar occurrence where uh, this guy, who, uh, Mark Wahlberg is the character, right? He, he's, he's there like a, a tribute band to this, uh, this one band called Steel Dragon. And so when the lead vocalist leaves uh, the band or they fire him or something like that, uh, he steps in because his voice is like very similar and they, he just like pulls it off really well. So mm-hmm. like telling the story of like how he goes from that to that, what the transition is like for that. It's, you know, it's, it's a pretty good story. Okay, cool. Um, said, it's on Amazon like, Prime. Yeah, yeah. You can nice. like rent it for a few bucks. Okay. Um, um that... Begin Again is the name of the movie I was thinking uh, of. Okay. I don't think um, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's really, really good. It has Kara Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. And Kara Knightley is like a singer songwriter. Um, oh, and Adam Levine is in it. And, oh, really? Yeah. And okay. he plays Kara Knightley's boyfriend in the beginning who. And she's like supporting him living his dream. And he like gets, starts to like get traction in his music career. And then like, you know, gets a big head. And then it's all, the rest of the movie is like Kiara Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo's character is like um, a music producer who is like an alcoholic. And so he gets fired from his job. (laughs) And um and them just like coming together and two unlikely characters like creating a really awesome album. Um, and then my favorite movie of all time, my number one favorite movie is That Thing You Do. Oh yeah, you know, uh, a neat fact about that. Uh, when I went to do my music semester in Nashville, my last semester of college the, at the Contemporary Music Center. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, teachers there was was it in one of those bands you know like that had that musical festival scene uh, uh-huh, playing. Yeah. uh one of the bands in the background he's he was like an extra there oh no way that's so cool yeah he um rick is his name uh unfortunately he passed away oh uh like uh, a year or two ago oh so sad uh, yeah but he he was awesome he was like very he helped me a lot in my songwriting process because yeah. the first I remember the first song I wrote there he kind of just like I don't know if he like ripped it to shreds but he had some harsh criticism for it yes uh and so I was like okay and now I need to like really go in and, and fix this and then when I yeah. made my changes it was like and that actually was you know like a lot better so uh-huh it's he, it's all about like that that tough love style of teaching mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, he, necessary very much so, yeah. uh, but I had a lot of respect for him, and I uh, was hoping to see him again. But yeah, um, yeah, he was he was in that movie. That's yeah. so cool. Would you be able to like point him out? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. That's oh, if, if I watch it again, or whenever whenever I do watch it again, I'll, I'll like take a screenshot or something. Okay, yeah, please do. That's me and my dad's like favorite movie. Like we that movie like holds like a really special place in our hearts and like the soundtrack is so good Mm -hmm. and Tom Hanks is brilliant in that movie we've seen it there's like so many different versions of it like different like editors cuts and stuff like that oh interesting yeah and we even like watched um over over quarantine the four like band members got together over zoom and like 
watched the movie all the way through and like had like commentary on it oh that's cool and that was so awesome to watch like it's just like one of those I mean it didn't do like really great in box offices but like it's become like such like a little cult cult classic yeah yeah a little cult classic and um I love it so much like I will always cry at the end every time um and yeah the music is just great and my dad is is like this is you know because he's been in bands his whole life and when he was in his 20s he was in a few bands that like gained some traction and Mm. um you know he he grew up in new jersey so he was close to the new york music scene and it was really easy to tour and his bands got some you know pretty substantial radio play overseas too and you know so he had a little taste of fame and he was like this is exactly like what it's like like this movie depicts what being in a band and like dealing with your bandmates and like just the different personalities and different like creative differences and rising to fame and kind of being like a one-hit wonder type deal like he he was like this is a this is this is it Mm-hmm. so yeah we love that movie so it's just interesting how like even most of my favorite movies are movies about music right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily musicals but movies about music right right yeah so real cool i'll have to check out rockstar there is, I, I, watch, I watched another like music related movie called Almost Famous. Are you familiar with that one? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Penny Lane is my yeah. idol. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of, that's one of the, the greats. That's one of the amazing movie. The yeah. scene when they're, um, when they're in the plane, right? Or is it a bus? No, it's the plane. The plane, yeah, they're about to cr- yeah. crash yeah. and they're like, yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I love it. So, oh, I should rewatch that movie. Yeah, it came up as I recommended after I was watching Rockstar. I was like, oh yeah, that's a movie that exists. Yeah. Have you I, seen I, Have you seen Empire Records? Um, it's about like a bunch of kids working for a record store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I saw that on Netflix a while back, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering, because the, the guy is like the beginning of the movie. The kid is supposed to like take the money to the bank and. Yeah, it's, to it. I can't. it's so 90s. I can't even remember the plot. Yes, very <laughs> much 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen that one too. That was a, mm-hmm. that was a good one. Um, yeah, well, even when I was at the uh, Contemporary Music Center, there was a lot of different uh, movies that we watched that I don't think all of them were, no, not all of them were music related, but that's how I first saw Almost Famous for the first time. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we also watched movies like Amadeus, and what else? There's other ones too that come into mind right now. But yeah, stuff like that. It was always just like, I don't know. That, that was a very good time of my life, uh, just learning music and you know, being able to write with other people. I mean, I think that's the first time I ever really, really co co write with the other people too. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, that I, that sounded like a really awesome program. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're up and running right now because of COVID and everything. Hopefully, mm. it's just like a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. I know with the last semester that they had, they had to 
shut down early, which is super unfortunate. I hate mm-hmm. that students had to not get the full touring experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, ugh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I was going to ask you a question. Oh, wait, no, I remember. Okay, so a job in like relation to music that I would love to have other than performing Mm -hmm. is I would love to like pick out the soundtracks for like movies or TV shows and like pick like the perfect song to go like right at this like moment like yeah because when when a film or you know a shot of cinematography like lines up so perfectly with music and it just like fits it's just like it's so magical right like Mm -hmm. it's so perfect I started watching um this show on Hulu it's called a teacher it's like just one of those weird um I don't want to say it's like a thriller it's just one of those like shows that's like makes you think a lot you know Mm -hmm. it's a little uncomfortable but it's like watching a car wreck like you just can't oh yeah but you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um it's about like a female teacher who like starts a relationship with her student her like who's like a senior so just like it it gives you like the ick you know Mm -hmm. yeah like it's it's so you just can't stop watching because it's just it's very like riveting Mm -hmm. um but they use this song um they used it as like the intro to the very first episode and they like use it kind of like repeatedly I think they use it for the like the outro credits in every episode but like it like kind of sneaks its way in um sorry sirens New York City (laughs) Um, I understand (laughs) yeah um but it's called Oh Baby by LCD Sound Sound System I've heard of that Um, band yeah so they're really you know great indie band lots of um lots of like 80s vibes for sure like 80s like synth sounding vibes but this song like captures like the essence of the show like so perfectly and I'm just like whoever has this job of like music for this show is spot on I hope they're getting paid a lot (laughs) yeah what I don't even know what you call it is that like a musical director or I don't know I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I know there has to be a name for it. Right. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I just don't know what it is. Yeah. (laughs) I've I've also thought about doing, like, instrumental music and uh, possibly pitching that out to, like, you know, like, ads or commercials or whatever. Yeah, Or, like, people do that for freelance and stuff like that. And I've had... Sure. My brother, for a long time, wanted to... um, my brother for a long time wanted to compose music for video games. Mm -hmm. So that like, I think that would be so cool. Yeah. I I, I thought about doing composing and stuff like that. Like there's all this, like, um, there's certain video games I've played that have very like 
chill music, more mm. of like a very relaxing kind of game, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking games like Animal Crossing, where it's like very like. Yeah. That yeah, is like. Very good background music. music. Yeah. I felt so like they wanted to like hone in my piano skills and do something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. See, and that's what I was like talking about, like with like my, my you know my brother and my dad specifically and like when you're just like a musician and you're trying to like make money off of like solely being a musician that you just kind of have to like be jack of all trades and Mm -hmm. do a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of this a little that and it's all in the realm of music but it's not just solely performing or not solely composing or you know Mm -hmm. it's uh it's always good to be versatile I think yeah, definitely. It, it kind of has to be with how like the music music industry is nowadays. Because you oh. have to get get a, a, a decent enough following for labels to even recognize you. And even if they do, it's like with how that is, it's they can be very. Some labels can be very controlling on that. Some people mm-hmm. are more lenient on that. Um, mm-hmm. I personally would want not want to be to sign to a label. I mean, at, at this point, I don't even know if I want to be in a in a band per se or if I did I would write all the music and just have people play it you know because I mm-hmm. I very much have a vision for what I would want to do with my music so uh, it would be <laughs> as, as weird as, as that would be uh, not weird but like I don't want to seem controlling I just like I have this no. way I want to go about it you know yeah I mean I think that makes sense I think you know people who compose their own music and write their own songs have yeah have a a vision of what they want it to sound like and so I think it's fair to be you know a bit protective over that whereas there's like you know somebody like me who I I can like kind of verbalize what I envision happening like you know what instruments and the vibe and you know what I kind of hear like oh a little do 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 whatever (laughs) but it's not um in like the correct terms and so I'm I'm like really dependent on other people to like help fill those gaps in for me um so I think we're like on two opposite ends of the spectrum (laughs) but I think my brother is more like you interesting yeah i mean i've i kind of had to not force my way to be like i kind of had to be like that if because with with how it was in like high school um i tried to be in the band with a couple uh friends and that just not i'm not working out because of uh, our schedules or mm-hmm. our stuff like that um so i mainly just wrote music by myself like i said the first time i really co-write uh, stuff was in that semester of the contemporary music center um and that with that that was very we i think with the music that i was writing then it was very easy to do something like that but with the with the heavier project i want to do right now that's very much like this is my this is my baby you know yeah it's your baby. yeah <laughs> yeah uh and it, uh, one, of the, one of the very big uh influences i have for this project is um uh, his name is caleb shoma he's in a band called Beartooth. He was actually a former member of Attack Attack back in the day. Okay. Um, you, if you listen to like their last album, he's the vocalist of the of 
um, that band, okay. Attack Attack, because cool. he transitioned into Beartooth, which is like his, like he when whenever they record, he does he records like he plays everything, right? He plays drums, guitars, bass, vocals. He does everything. So whenever he's recording, he does all that. But then he has his band when actually touring, right? So he mm-hmm. he he will just do vocals. Sometimes he'll play. I've seen sometimes with a guitar um, when they're playing, but for the most part, he's just doing vocals, right? So that's that's very much my big inspiration. Like I started writing things like that um, again. I think it was post grad, you know, when I experiment with that guitar tuning and all that kind of stuff so i'll i'll look into some stuff that i have that's more of that genre just so you get a feel of like what i've been messing with and all that kind of stuff awesome but yeah this i mean this this conversation has uh, exceeded my expectations we've been talking oh, for thank you <laughs> i was like nervous because i mean like i'm running on very little sleep and so i'm just like oh gosh desiree what is your brain going to come up with like what is like what are you even going to say like (laughs) and i have um a tendency to go on a lot of tangents and just like go from like ping 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 you know like right different topics but it's it's good we like had like conversations that uh, i felt like with uh like I, i I wanted to be kind of structured in way of just like asking a couple of questions as like uh, a way to get into conversations, and then you know it would go into more of like tangents and stuff like that. So that'd be fine. Great. Uh, but yeah, I, I've had a good time so far. I don't know if yeah, there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Or... Um, let's see. All right, I just have a question for you, All right. Chris. What is um a total guilty pleasure song for you one that like maybe people would not expect you to enjoy so much maybe one that you're smidge embarrassed to admit that you like oh man i know the the moment you said something like that i i, I immediately thought of uh, this one artist uh her name is uh Cher lloyd she's like uh mm-hmm. i know yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. So, uh, this, like, her songs in general, but the I think the first song I ever heard was her uh, from her was uh, "Want You Back." Mm-hmm, I know that uh, song. And I actually found it's catchy. it is super catchy. So I yeah, found, I- uh, and it's funny because I I was looking through um, some record store or something like that. I found a CD of that album. I was like, I'm getting this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Yeah, all that like the the bubblegum pop music is I uh, I guess you call it a very guilty pleasure of mine because it's yeah. not something I listen I mean, to a lot, but it's it's so catchy, right? It so is. It's like, I mean, there's a reason why those songs usually end up being, you know, top forty hits, right? Because the songwriters behind them are skilled in like, you know, a verse, a chorus, you know, mm-hmm. really catchy, a good hook yeah yeah so and my, no my little brother oh, no judgment good 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 uh my also my little brother is, is turning on to a bit of uh ariana grande's music because i've heard her like sing and act through like some of the nickelodeon shows yeah uh but like her own solo music i didn't really listen to uh until he like recommended it so like yeah she has, she has, really has good a, music too she has a, an amazing range she's a really great singer yeah 
one yeah. of my favorites is uh thank you next <laughs> yeah that's a fun one um i haven't she just came out with a new album i think yeah i haven't taken a listen to it yet i haven't dive in too much in that either but yeah definitely worth checking out yeah for sure what, what about you and now, now i gotta know um i feel like i don't know because i um i like shamelessly loved the jonas brothers and like one direction you know mm-hmm. like i never i don't know i don't know if i'm ever like really embarrassed to like a song um maybe huh um maybe uh the, that Miley Cyrus song from a few years ago um we can't stop oh uh, yeah that that era of Miley Cyrus yes <laughs> which like I was like girl what are you doing you're going insane but that song was like it's it's catchy yeah that song was a jam yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like her voice is really fits really well with that. Um, I guess, lack of a better term, country side. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like back to I guess where her dad was originally playing. Yeah, uh, I agree. Because she um, definitely Dolly. her voice is very raspy, mm. um, and she can sing quite low, and I think that, but she, her voice is powerful, so I think that's a good a good fit for her right like you've referred to sing jolene right yeah yeah i think that's like a, a very good cover of that song i agree definitely for sure she also just covered um oh gosh what was that song i think she covered blondie let me see okay. it was it was a recent thing Okay, yeah, I've, I've seen her name pop up really recently. She's had like yeah, super recent. Um, oh, it was Heart of Glass. Okay. Yeah, but it was really good. She did a good job with it. So, yeah, I mean, definitely like you know, not my favorite vocalist or anything, right, right. but like I think you know those type of those type of songs suit her for sure so yeah that's probably one of my guilty pleasures um but again I pretty much like have no shame with like bands and music that I like (laughs) I used to have like Jonas Brothers picture like posters all over my walls I can (laughs) never get them personally but you know I, I I get it Yep, I love um a lot of people hate on Taylor Swift. I love her. I think she's a great songwriter. Um yeah. Um I haven't listened to folklore at all, but I've heard Oh you um, should. I should. Uh what was it what was the album before that? Uh Lover. Okay. I don't think I listened to that. I, I haven't I guess I haven't listened listened to anything recent, uh, except whatever it's popped up through social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah I, I respect her as an artist ever since um was it 20 was it 24 or is it what's that other album 
1989. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, there were some good ones off of that one. Definitely, for sure. Um, that's like I think when she like really like made a big mark on like the music industry um, outside of like the country mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, but I feel like you would really enjoy folklore. I mean, okay. it is, it's just, it's a bunch of really great, more chill, acoustic-y songs. It's a, it's a, like, um, I think it's, a, a concept album. So like not, okay. you know, some of the songs are written from like a different point of view. There's like a story, like there's like a love triangle storyline kind of within the album. Oh, okay. It's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's a great, like, listen through, you know, first track to last track. So okay. I, I always like, I always like listen to albums, like, like from front to back. I'm, yeah. I'm more, like, it's, definitely an album person. So for sure. It's rare when there's like an album and you're like, man, every, I don't want to skip like any song on this album, you know? Yep. So yeah. I recommend it. Okay. Check it out. <laughs> yes. And I'll check out Pantera. And you're gonna you're gonna have to like send me a list of like Yeah, the, I'll like, I'll go back and listen to this. <laughs> I'll uh, like send you all the recommendations. I mean Perfect. after this I'll, I'll I'll do a little bit of that. But uh, awesome. yeah. So good, yeah. so good. All right. Uh oh, Desiree, thanks for taking time to speak with me and just catch up. It's been really nice. So Chris, thank you so much for asking me to join you on this podcast. It's so awesome. I'm so <laughs> glad that we got to do this. Yeah, me too. Is there any final like shout outs you want to do um, for like maybe, I know you're not writing music for yourself, but anything that you're doing like musically related that you want to kind of um, get some notice? Sure. <laughs> so, um, I just recently um, uh, joined a, a tribute slash cover slash wedding band. Um, so that's something pretty cool um, that I'm doing right now. If all goes well with COVID precautions, we're supposed to have our first show next year in January. Um, in Boca Raton, Florida, which is pretty cool. Um, They do like a bunch of, the company does like um, a bunch of different tribute bands. Like they do like Prince and Britney Spears. And then I'm doing Lady Gaga, which is like really crazy because like me and Lady Gaga could not be like any more different. (laughs) But like, it's just been so wild to, um, get into costume like get into the wigs get into like her crazy accessories you know watch her movements on stage and like in her music videos her weird little I don't even know ticks that she her just like weird little Lady Gaga things that she does (laughs) um and you know get a feel of her and be able to to perform as her is like really kind of crazy um and an honor too because I mean she's and I mean she's incredible there's really nobody like Lady Gaga 
Yeah, she has a really good voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, She can do it all, I think, all glammed up and like super weird <laughs> and then stripped down she sounds amazing on um on that 2016 album um joanne and then her acting in a star is born like yeah she's really wonderful so anyway if you want to um see me sing and dance as lady gaga you can go on my instagram <laughs> at Desiree Amber 12 um because I throw up some links and stuff there and some videos that we filmed um that I'm pretty pretty stoked for pretty proud of so yeah awesome that's pretty much it <laughs> okay thanks so much Chris it was awesome yeah. getting to talk to you yeah, I'm glad we got to do this and catch up. Uh, Me too. Let's just stay in touch. I'll, I'll send you all links. and uh, Absolutely. I would love that. Keep in touch. Amazing. Thanks for having me. All righty. Have a good night, Desiree. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Weak Desires podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to stay tuned and follow up, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, take care. <laughs>